Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. It's me all day. See me in the field, I don't play no games. I give it all when I train. Ball in my hands like money in the bank. Uh, no pain, no gain. Swimming in the water, I'm a shark in a tank. I'm a threat, I'm a beast, I'm a winner, no defeat. Trying to go against me, better go and take a seat. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Now, therefore, I was Cecil Mayor of the City of Garden City, do hereby proclaim February 22nd, 2018, as Jacob Griffin Day in Garden City, signed and sealed this 20th day of February, Roy Cecil Mayor. Congratulations. There he is. Mom, every Monday she has league bowling nights. She was trying to find a sub uh, to sub in for, for a league night, and so she was like, hey, you're home. Why don't you just uh, take your, your bag and balls and just uh, go sub for me? I was like, Mom, I haven't bowled in eight or nine months. What are you talking about? There's this thing called bracket play, which is basically you're kind of betting on yourself to win the night to see if, who has the highest game, highest series, whatever you want to pitch in for. And so I decided, okay, I'll throw in a, an easy 20 for me. And then I had a person that I've known all my life, and he threw in a 20 on him. He I threw in a 50. This. Oh, baby. So we're betting, a, oh my gosh. we're betting against each other on this. And instead of me paying the other 50 for this gentleman, mom was like, I have faith in my son. So she threw it in for me. At the end of the game, he was like, dude, I thought you didn't bowl for eight or nine months, and you just rolled a 679. I was like, yeah, well, I had to show you who daddy still was. Hi, I'm Roy Cessna, the Vice Mayor of Garden City, Kansas, and I want to wish everyone that is listening happy Jacob Griffin Day from his hometown of Garden City, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. <laughs> you can't follow that. You can't follow that. I, I, I don't know if I'm we're speechless. on. I don't know. That was unbelievable. I'm speechless. Great I mean, job. Griff on just being involved. What a legend he wow. is. And then who are yeah, Stones with the video work right there. Wow. Gibbe with the cameo. Where All are you it. bowling that they have mini balls, six foot That's appears to be eight a, foot lanes in a like tree in a tree mount, right? And like pins on strings. Yeah, pins mechanical. Yeah, pins. But they don't have the full so you just have like the the mini guys. Duck bowling, I think it's called. Yeah, duck pin. Oh my gosh. How about it? Uno, who literally tracked down the mayor to cut that at the end. You that's did? Unbelievable. Yeah. I, yeah, I was on the phone yesterday with the mayor of Garden City, like asking him if he could send us that clip and all of the stuff for it. Oh my Lovely God. gentleman. All the people there are is. very nice. I'll give him that. Was there a camera on Griff? Did he know this was coming? Hey, Griff, did you know it was coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you see it? He's like, oh my gosh. Uh, Stone, Stone came up with the idea. That's beautiful. Uno helped. Just a, an A plus effort from all of Look at him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Connor. That was it. Look at his Connor locks, by the way. Boy, he's unfurled. Yeah, it's great. It's a little bit of Michael Douglas, like late 80s. He's kind of got it right there. So I just watched on the flight home 
I'll tell you what he's got going on right there. This is this is spot on. on. Yeah, I you might want to write that. So I just watched. Did you, and did you ever watch the Shack documentary on HBO? It's four hour long. It's awesome. There, I learned. I think I did so much. I feel about like him. I did, but maybe not all. It might have been something that I. I definitely remember parts of it. I definitely remember. Yeah, like because he talks about his his stepdad and the the ch- firm fist because he was like a military military guy. guy. So he's like I do remember in a chair with like yes, the chalkboard I, but behind I don't him. know that I ever watched it like all the way through, uh, like yeah. totally locked in. But I definitely remember watching it. It's being highly great. recommended. Yeah. I forgot that he won when he won the three straight titles. He won three straight MVPs and three of of he the finals. He does. People don't remember. People have people do not remember how dominant he was and the fact that. He and Kobe have a total of two MVPs. Total? Total. It's crazy. It's, it's laughable, man. Yeah. And, but no, he was the most dominant force in the league for like a six-year period. So one of the people that they interviewed, they interviewed a great many people that mm-hmm. played with him and whatnot, but one was Rick Fox. <laughs> Rick Fox's locks in this thing are out of control. Pretty Ricky. <laughs> they cut, so they, they gave him yeah. Pretty Ricky as the, the nickname. They well, was before. married to Vanessa Williams in her prime. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was very good. That was fun. So, what is happening in Garden City? Yeah, what's today? going on today? What's going What's going on there? Is there it's the is, bi-state celebration? I kept getting the reminder in my calendar that today oh, yeah. was Griff Day, so yeah. I knew that it was coming. I was unclear if Griff was going to be here or there because he traveled this weekend. Did he not? He did. He was back home until Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. Okay. So, could you like? Did you have a chance to like Griff? Did you have a t- chance to like come in and and was greet, there a parade? greet the people? Did you go talk to the mayor? Whoa, wait a second. We've got a new camera? It's probably a phone call. That's wonderful. Like yes, when you come back, we, you it, and I were gone for six days. We've added a camera. We've added a camera. That's also a new microphone for Griff. That's Where's just this Griff's microphone. What happened to this one? Where's this one? Griff has his own mic. I now, think this they put it right on. The one that's in there is the one that's on me so th- right now. <laughs> and then we have the one on Griff. Look at the quality yeah. of that on Uno. So we have Go two. back to that. Can we go back to Uno? That's, so that's why we changed it. Look to at get the better quality. quality on this one here. So so long as you two look great and yeah. everything works back there. You guys that's really to, the most important part. You guys have to work on your staging there because you are blocking Gibbe from the shot. <laughs> we can't have Gibbe not, not in the mix. Gibbe's going. I've done solo shows. You two idiots, do whatever you want today. Yep. Gibbe, what was enjoy yourself? Gibbe, Gibbe. two fifty five. We are done. Gibbe, done what was today. what was the highlight for you? Because you know, you, I know you do some solo shows. I do. I did for many, many, many years. Yes, I haven't done one solo for a very shows long time. on on series. How was what was your favorite part about the solo show? Well. Tuesday, Nobody to check anything you Tuesday, said. Tuesday, I sit down. Stone's <laughs> running the, the video. Uno's running the board. We go to break, and I was like, well, that was god-awful. I got another hour 40 of that coming your way. What What else goes wrong? Two here? hours can last a long time. It really it can. can. When, you're, when you're trying to yesterday was Yesterday, water. I think, was a lot better. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's been a while you since settled I posted. Well, and also the other thing is, is we don't, you know, we don't take the calls. So it's one thing if you're soloing and you oh, just line them up. We, Maybe you did. We, line did you them take up. calls? No, no, no. Uh, someone took calls last Thursday, and we made Two it calls. to the second call. Two calls. And that Two was calls. enough. That was it. And we did it like call. it wasn't like we were doing it to fill a show. We did it on the very, the very last segment. I said, "We'll give you a shot, mailbag. You can call up." Yeah. Second, second call. caller. And, and by the way, Zagura didn't know what was said, and Drew and I were both like, "Dump." <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear it. You can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. How you doing? Did you have a nice trip? Great, dude. You it's and I perfect. both have a glow about us. Yeah, there's no from, doubt. From a lot of vitamin sun D. Sun-kissed. The sun makes just such a difference. That's the biggest Listen, thing. The 20-degree difference, or tw- I guess 25-degree average temp that I had was about 72, 73 for the majority of the trip. I think you were in the 76, somewhere in there. Yeah. So the, it's not that. It's it's the gray. It's the, rock. It's it's the, gray. the gray. Thank it's God we sun. have a rock to I give know. us a ray of light. But, I mean, it's the gray. It's not that – if it's 48 and it's sun, you're fine. You're safe. We didn't see a cloud. Nary a cloud. There is – like it's called Paradise Valley for a reason. That yeah, is not, yeah. It's oh, an, yeah. not an ironic name. It is. No. It is a very factual name. We had an awesome Airbnb. Had our own pool. We had our own little outdoor area with a fire, with a couch, and then like a fireplace. And above that was a TV. Yeah. So we were just chilling. We got to eat some great food. We got to go uh, back to our wedding venue, which was fun, and and uh, played a little bit of the short course there. It was great. It was great. It was honestly, it was perfect. I wouldn't change a single thing about it. It was a great five days, great five days. And I know you were having a, a glorious time. We as did. Well. Yeah. The sun, the sun was it. We played, I, I was telling you guys before we started, I played more golf in, um, in the, in that six days than I did all last summer. Well, good. I that think, means we're going to golf this year. I think so. Um, and this, then I think this, turkey. so my oldest Hopefully. NBC is typically one of the, one of the more happy kids you'll find. Like, doesn't get a whole lot to bust him up. Pretty easygoing, happy kid. Yeah. This was the look on his face as we were getting ready to leave. <laughs> Devastation. Devastation. Look at that Dodgers cap. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Just broken. Just a broken yeah. man. We do that. Just broken. Just totally broken. Um, no, it was great. Played a lot of golf. Uh, it was fun. It's a beautiful place to be. We were in um, – yeah. <laughs> so safe. That's on the plane. Yeah. Sad. And Great it's sense. I I I love it here. I love the I love everything about the passion and all of those things. I don't want it to seem like not. I mean, sure. you love all of that, and I think fall in Ohio is as good as anywhere you'll be ever. Period. Love it. Absolutely adore it. Um, but this time of year, and we've had an easy February, and it's not the cold. I mean, we've had a not we've had a no big deal February from a cold standpoint. It's a couple the gray, of, baby. It's the gray man. It's the lack of sun, and that's what that's what eats at you. I did have a moment. Tuesday night we were having kind of the last meal, really nice at a really nice meal, white tablecloth joint, and uh, I've shared this with you, but I'll share it with the audience. I was six tables away. I sat down at the at the table. Come on now. I look over to my right, and I see someone who, quite honestly, I know it's not him, but could have Walter he, Goggins. He's he's either he's either trying to look like him or was or the character was based on him my guy was uncle baby billy it's just that simple come he's on in a, he's in a white suit <laughs> the collar was open there was an ascot dark rimmed glasses the white hair parted perfectly uncle baby billy style i couldn't tell you what i ate for dinner That's i have no Captain idea what baby i ate. amy my, my wife was like what are you doing and i'm like i need to get a picture of this guy because he's across she's like we're in a nice restaurant. You cannot get a picture. I'm like, yes, I can. So I said, Beamsy, go stand over there. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just stand there so I can get a picture of this guy. I just, it's not going to be a great picture because it's from across the room, but I have to have some verification that this guy looks exactly like Uncle, Uncle Baby Billy. And the picture I got, I sent it to you. So good. It's pretty on point, but it doesn't even do it justice. <laughs> It you does know, not do it justice. I mean, you can feel it. looks like he's could be – if he was at a costume party as Uncle Baby Billy, he wins. He wins. He wins. It was unbelievable. So my two, I have two questions. Number one, 
Did he throw caution to the wind? It was Y2K. K. We threw caution, caution to the wind. The wind. I mean, you that story was unreal. And then the best. I mean, when they're then, back to back, too, like that to that. Oh my God! Yes, it's 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 right on. So then I was at Did dinner he, trying to explain to like my my father in law, my mother in law, my sister in law. Like I'm like, do you know? Have you seen? I know they haven't seen Righteous Gemstones. There's just no chance. Yeah. Like, th- so then I like find a picture of un- of Uncle Baby Billy Goggins is Uncle Baby Billy. I show him a picture. Like, look this, and then they're like, oh yeah. But I, I needed somebody there who had seen it. Oh my! And I just and you would have died. Like you would have. Uncle Baby Billy is Bible bonkers. <laughs> he could have done Bible bonkers right then. Oh my God! But great. Right, 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 right in. He's in a white suit with the, an ascot. In the hurricane chamber. Unbelievable! Now come on now. I love when he says that. Now come on now. Come on now. Come on now. They're always messing with him. Yeah. And he always wants more. It seems like he's yeah. got a pretty good life. He's got like a studio gig in Atlantis, living in a suite. My favorite is when he thought the the kids were not going to return and he's like Naila Jesse and I had a deal if, if if they don't return will you honor that deal that's right and still still pick up Uncle Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers that's right that was that's it that was first of all a great season I did fa- I count the one, third one's the best the I first, third season clerical the error in the season what was that so at the end of the penultimate episode so the second to last episode they like survive their ordeal and they're just going to like be true themselves he lets his sideburns go gray yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. and he's like this is who I am, whatever. Yep. Episode, the final episode, they're right back to being died. Right back in. <laughs> Did they? I didn't. I mean, I, I suppose if I would have watched it like binge, I would have picked up on that, but I didn't. Yeah, I watch watched it was like, real time. What happened? It was like a significant point plot. That's, yeah, that, that's true. I do remember that at the end. And they were right back to being died. Right back in the mix. Episode nine. It only goes, the hubris only goes so far. For those guys. That's, it, um, I really enjoyed the show. How about LD last night or on Sunday? I watched it last night. LD from Sunday. I finally I watched it last night after we got home. I don't want to get into hyperbole, but it felt to me like at a minimum it's a top 20 episode. Like it was to me it was that. It's it was that way good. up there. Way up there. Like could even be better than that. But yeah, you know how I'm going to need to watch it a second I need time. I a second time. Because I was, I was off the flight. Um, which everything went great on the flights. I do think like if an airline, this is what they pulled on the people as we were boarding um, in Palm Springs to fly through Dallas. They said, if you are in, if you're in uh, group six, seven, eight, or nine, we're checking your bag. Yeah. If you try to bring it on, you're not getting it on. So we got to this point because they were charging for, for bags, right? So they're charging for bags. So then everyone's like, well, I'm just going to jam everything in my carry-on so I can get charged actually 40 bucks for bags. And I just think they need to just work the 40 bucks into the ticketing price and say bags are free, yeah. and you'll get people checking bags again. Yeah. But until you do that, this is what you're going to get. So then all these people at the back of the plane are pissed because they don't want to check their bag. It's the whole point. They have carry-on. They don't want to deal with it, right? Yeah. So that – is a, that just that seems like a very simple fix? Just working into the price, and then everyone's happy, and they don't know the difference. No one knows any idea about just what like an airline should costs anyway. Give everybody five bucks for food, and then he can have free. Like your food should be free again. Of course, yes. Just push that back in, and, and just work no that care. into it. Nobody would care. People would be happy. They wouldn't feel like you're trying to stick it to them all the time. Right. And if you oversell a flight, I think you should be punishable by like a thousand lashes, because sure. I am sick of them saying. We need people Volunteers. to come off every flight I've been on in the last six. They're all completely full. 100%. And then they're pushing people off. Every seat. I paid to sit in a certain place so that I could be by the boys and we could all be together. 
I get a, I go to get on the flight from Palm Springs to Dallas. They move me three rows behind. So this is not what I paid for, right? But what am I going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. They don't care. They don't care. So luckily there was a lady who was nice enough to switch with me, and so it all worked out. But it was just yeah. – it. you took a humanity of someone else who had paid for something in order to make it work, something that I had paid That's for. That's outrageous. So that, that part was ridiculous. Back to Kirby. Yeah. I thought it was sensational. I got to give it a second. Back to L.A. Back Leon. To Leon. Vaughn's brief. Vaughn hit 1,000. It was four for four, and three Leon, dongs. Though, and he was like – and Leon was this was vintage. This was what we needed. Yeah, vintage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This get, was what we needed. All get of some it. sleep. Yeah, I do love how you're gonna need it. Gonna need it. The stuff with <laughs> gonna need it. The stuff. And then <laughs> where does he come up with that storyline though? That level of that storyline. It has line, to have. It, it had to be in some truth. Yes, it had to have happened somewhere in, some in his way. orbit. Yeah, no doubt. that he heard it or yes. someone had told yes. him it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It no, was, that was, was very, very that good. was fully back. Yeah. One was the weakest, two got significantly better and had some great moments, and then this now we're back and we're out of out of this it. was just a real episode. Yeah. All the golf stuff was great. The Lewis Richie Lewis stuff was great. All of it. I love what he's what he does with dancing, how he makes dancing play that just so hateable. Uh, so great. Dance is despicable. Yeah. I think Larry was actually in the right on the golf course. I agree. Everybody knows he hit it right down the middle of the fairway. Yeah. Everybody saw it. They saw that he yeah. hit it farther than they told him he could hit it. He hit a bomb. Why were they not letting him take a drop? That was insane. Because his ball's gone. Where's your ball? You got to play the ball you hit off the tee. I mean, that was outrageous. As that was Jeff, outrageous. As if Jeff Garland is a stickler for the rules like that <laughs> of the game. Like Zago, may he rest in peace, might have yeah. thrown that kind of a protest. I could have seen that, yeah. No, no. And then he said on one of the po- on that podcast with Simmons that he actually hit that. That was his drive. They needed to hit it down the middle, and they, that was actually his drive that went down the middle. And, and he smoked it. And, and he smoked it. Yeah, yeah. No, Appreciate it was that. good. It was very, very no, good. It was great. Did you um, did you find yourself how plugged in were you with? Because it seems like we're in a little bit of a down spot in the in the NFL world. It'll all pipe up next week when we get to the combine. Um, but for right now, it, there's not a whole lot going on from the NFL no. side of things. No. And I started to get hit by, like, all of this nonsense. Like, um, And I, I did see Justin Fields on with the St. Brown brothers, like, with that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, sometimes I think when those guys go on podcasts, they don't – they just think they're talking to their friends. They don't realize that it's going to be <laughs> right broadcast. Because at one point he talk, he's talking about – I don't mean – is this in the rundown for, by chance? It probably happened a couple of days ago. Is it in today's rundown? Do you have the audio? We don't, but we have a question about it in the CBD whip. Okay, we'll keep it in the whip then. I'll answer it in the whip. But I, and we're I think gonna the get o- the audio. We'll find. Okay, it. yeah, because I, I think the overwhelming thing is like these people don't realize that what they're, they think they're just talking to their buddies, I as opposed to like, oh yeah, this is this is out for audience. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, <clears throat> and then I saw. I want to make sure this isn't anywhere in the rundown. I don't believe that it is. And then I saw John Football. <laughs> It, the thing that is tough for me with the John football thing is, is that I felt like even in his documentary, which we knew is, is not documentary in his, in his yeah. version of, of the events that, and even in his responses in this interview that he said with, what was it with Shan Sharp? Yeah. And maybe I've only seen, had some of the most extreme stuff pulled out. Yeah. But the nonchalant and cavalier way with which he describes like excessive drug use and that almost glorifies it definitely glorified I feel like the is, cocaine use yes. with his weight loss yeah totally feels like 
dangerous instead of being like, look, I was here. Yeah. These are the decisions I made. This is the lifestyle I chose to live. Mm -hmm. And that landed me here. Well, I guess ultimately the reason is he had all, he still has tons of money anyway. Mm -hmm. And so he hasn't really had any consequences. No, it, it, not really. He didn't really care about not being great in the NFL, clearly. No. So maybe he does, but you would think that maybe, I'll give you a compare and contrast. Oh, God. <laughs> sauntering in here. Just sauntering in here, holding his bag. Pop, pop collar. collar. Oh, swag. Unreal. Good Lord. So that that's the thing. Too. Like, it would feel like you would want to at least acknowledge the fact that you are somewhat of a cautionary tale, right? And yeah. fortunately, you didn't pay the ultimate price, like a Len Bias or, or somebody else. But just knowing how dangerous especially that drug is now because we've had people locally un tragically pass course, away because yeah. of fentanyl and you never know really what you're getting and all of that. I just thought it was like a little irresponsible maybe. For sure. And, and again, also trying to like – I'll acknowledge all this stuff, but just so I still look really cool in my yes, eye. Yes, yes. Is kind of the thing I got. Um, yes. He had a, there's something where he talks about like how Brian Hoyer was when he was here, uh, that Hoyer wasn't helpful at all towards him. True. Which we've talked about before. But it, that, that was probably the most honest clip that I saw where he said, I've got nothing against Brian. Brian was fighting for his family. He was fighting for his NFL. This was his chance to start in the league. Um, but And then he, then he goes, but – you know, anytime if I had to ask a second question, it'd be like, like scoffing at how dumb the question was, like that sort of stuff, and and so that part's in there. That was probably the most candid thing. Um, I thought the most stupefying thing was he's complaining about one clip. He's complaining about Kevin Sumlin, and says that um, who was the coach at Texas A and M that his dad went to Sumlin and said, "We'll stay for three million dollars yeah. for two more years. We'll stay for three million dollars," and he was like incredulous. Sumlin laughed about that. Hey, dummy, at that point, that was illegal in college football to do that. Well, he's like, everybody has a bag man. Like $3 million bag man for college football players? No, they don't. They don't have that. They don't have $3 million bucks. So, like, the notion that – and by the way, can you imagine even trying to trust him into thinking, oh, like, yeah. that he wouldn't behave like an idiot Or with take it? it and run. Of course. So, that was – he was like – but he was like – Use that as like a shot at someone, which I just thought, how brain dead are you, man? Like to to do that, but it's and then he the one he had a little bit of uh, you know he talked a little bit about LeBron how LeBron was trying to help him when he was here like inviting him to cards and that type of stuff at LeBron's house and he said he couldn't even get himself up to get up and go and so it was you know but it again it's it's that sports washing thing totally which we've seen and and unfortunately like that's what's happened with these documentaries they become. They become your version of the truth. And so, that the last dance, you see that Pippen and those guys are on a tour. They're on a speaking tour. Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, Luke Longley, their side of the last dance. Who cares what your side is? Who's paying to listen to those two, those three? Well, and one of them is not like the others. I mean, Scotty Pippen was at least no, but he's the most maybe one of the fifty greatest players. He's also players. the most angry. What's the word I'm looking bitter. <laughs> the only thing I could say, but jealous. I can say all of the above. Yeah. And the fact that they Jordan's, have broken up, though, they have they. Yeah, Jordan Sutton and Larsa. I missed that part. Yeah, over the Miss Kane knows that. that. That makes it she's, across the Bravo wet pages. Yeah, she crosses over. Yeah, because she was she was. Worried. I really thought those kids would make it. Sad. So going back to the Giants, just real quick, the juxtaposition that one of the things I watched on the way on the flight home uh, from Phoenix, and my buddy Vince 
Vince Kennedy, friend of the show, was the one who told me about it. Was it's called the Steam Room, and they're on HBO. It's Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley's podcast. Okay, and it's actually awesome. I bet and, it is. And they had on this particular episode that I watched, they had Rex on. Okay, and Rex is talking about his book that he's just written with Seth Davis. It really goes into his like struggles as an addict and basically how he's telling his story not to be cool. Yeah, he's telling his story to be like a cautionary tale, saying. And hoping that he can help somebody who's struggling with yeah. addiction or depression or getting their lost their way, whatever it is. And it was an awesome talk. And Charles Barkley was great. Ernie Johnson's so good. And then they do this at the end of it. They do something uh, good for the heart where they tell something like it's happened to them recently or good for yeah. the heart or experience like that. It was actually it was great. It was I loved it. Well, that's but, the least surprising thing ever that those that those two would be good because Ernie's great. the best point guard that's ever been yeah. on television. And and Chuck just needs someone to steer him. Yeah. So that's that's perfect. They take a couple of voicemail questions, and one was complimenting Chuck on what a good interview they. I guess they had a Coach Cower on, and he said you asked some really good, insightful questions that really enhanced the interview. And he's like, so Ernie, how proud are you to see how Chuck's developed as an interviewer as yeah. for someone who's always being the interviewee or an analyst. And Ernie was just like, I'm so proud he's finally listened to me. And look at it, it's paying off. It's great. <laughs> he's finally going to make it. He's going to do okay. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Um, okay, is this – okay, so we do have a Griff fun fact. We give a Griff fact of the day later. This is not that. Right. This is just the 44th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. There you go. Which was shown in tape delay. And it was not the gold medal game, which I think I grew up thinking it was. I absolutely grew up thinking it was. Yeah, yeah. Always thought they had to play Finland, I think, in the final or Sweden, one of the two, one of those Nordic countries in the final. Um, For but, all yeah. intents and purposes, it was the gold medal game. Yeah, but you're still college kids playing pros for sure, and there could be a big letdown for sure. Yeah, I mean that that would absolutely be it. It is a mailbag edition of the program. Uh, get your questions to Gibbe at Browns underscore Daily. We will answer those coming up a little bit later. Our position. Preview yes. continues. We are on the defensive side. We're at the linebacker position. Uh, there's a lot going on in the sports world. Lots going on in the CBD whip as well. Pretty loaded up here. Good to be back here on a nice little Thursday Great. edition. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Knicks anniversary sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Octopus, Billy Joel, Ron Stewart together for the first time ever. It's Friday, September 13th, Cleveland Brown Stadium. Tickets on sale now. Visit ClevelandBrownStadium.com slash Billy and Rod 2024. Billy and Rod. It's Billy. Come on now. You don't want to go see Billy and Rod? One night only. Come on now. We threw caution to the wind. Me and Dusty Daniels threw caution to the wind. Threw caution to the wind. Gene Hackman was there. Why was Hackman there? Or it looked a lot like him. It looked a lot like him. <laughs> what did she? Well, I can't say what Judy said to him, yeah. but then he goes, "Maybe, maybe." <laughs> well, that's not important. That's not what's important here. It's Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for one night only. Um, yeah, that's unbelievable. All right, we have a position review. We are on the linebacker position. Hit it. Teams look at us and they, they, they. It's they hard to it's hard to stop us on offense. Hard to stop us on defense. So special teams is where. They feel like they can get the edge on us, so we got to shut that down. Here's Izzy Abani Kanda. Takes it inside the five at the two. He's to the ten. Outside left. Matthew Adams hit him, and they fumble. The Browns on it, fighting for the ball. Did they get it? Yes, they did. Matthew Adams hit him, and it's recovered on the play. The Browns, Mike Ford's got it. Takes the snap. Looks, throws, caught. Parker Washington. They got him at the 21. The ball is out. The Browns say they have it. Wait and see on the call. They haven't designated it yet, as the Browns are coming out with the ball, and they got it, I believe, as getting in there and recovering is Zadarius Smith as he gets over there. Anthony Walker and JOK in there too. And the Browns have it and they'll have it at the Jacksonville 21. Not really. Um, we lost, you know, and I think uh, nobody in the NFL wants to lose. Um, you know, being at this at this level and understanding that the team that we have, the opportunity that we have, um, the resilience come, you know, we lost, you know, so we got to respond. You know, we got a huge challenge ahead of us. You get a, get a chance to play uh, NFL football on Sundays. You never want to take that for granted. So that's the resilient part of it. Yeah, I don't think anything is surprising when you put the work in. Um, I think for us, we've, we've put the work in, the processes in. Um, and, you know, we would have wanted the season to go a bit better, right? Of course. But I think for us, you know, it's week by week. It's second by second. It's hour by hour. How can we be better um, than what we were, you know, that, that last hour or that last second, right? So I think that that's really the mind frame in which we are right now. Right to left, three to the left for Keenan, but takes the shotgun snap. Back to throw, has time, ball deflected up in the air, and it is intercepted! J.O.K. has it for the Browns, and he's down to the Houston 41! Snap to tune, looking left, looking and still, throws left side, intercepted by Taki Taki. He goes down to the ground at the 24-yard line, Sione. Taki Taki cut in front of the intended receiver and cups up with the interception, his first of the year. With a shotgun snap, he stands three yards deep in the end zone. Under pressure from Miles. Ball out. Fight for it to the end zone. Miles got home again. Who's got it? Browns do. Touchdown. Miles Garrett is single-handedly taking over this game. That is his second. And then it's Tony Fields in for the injured Sione Taki Taki. Next man up, falling on the ball. And the Browns have the lead again. Niners at their 20 after the Borges punt went into the end zone. McLeod motions left to right. Under pressure. Purdy slips out of it. Goes down. Throws the ball at the 10. And they're going to say he's down. That's a sack. It was JOK. Oh, that's a fun uh, little walk down memory lane at the linebacker oh, position. Um, look, this was this when you think about this position this year. This is the coming out party for Jeremiah Wusukoromo. No I doubt, I think that's how we'll remember it, right? No doubt, it, it massively so. In fact, JOK did something that hadn't been done in a decade. I think the only ones was Levante David in his peak year, and also um, Luke Keekley did it once, which was to have. 
20 tackles for a loss or more and fewer than five sacks because typically 20 tackles for loss comes from somebody who plays on the line of scrimmage That's exclusively right. yeah. and is rushing upfield every play exclusively. So it's 24 tackles for a loss, three and a half sacks, six, six passes defense, two interceptions, a forced fumble, led the team in tackles. He, unbelievable. I mean, he became a megastar and was justly rewarded as such in the Pro Bowl, the recognition that he's gotten, not to mention he's the most fashionable guy there is. Yep. But – this defense, the style of the defense, the faith that he earned, the faith that he earned from Jason Tarver, the Browns linebacker coach and a great friend of this program, yep. and Jim Schwartz showed that, showed that he became the guy in terms of his dedication to it, in terms of what became important to him. And I think he grew up a lot. I think he obviously went through some very difficult stuff, familiarly speaking, tragedy. And I think it, it focused him. And he became a star because one of the things that I think people forget is that he wasn't playing. And there's a part in the season where he was not playing but 50-ish percent of the snaps. And then yeah. Schwartz gives that presser that he certainly earned and said, no, no, this guy, when you have a guy like that and he's putting the work, he's done everything he needs to do. He's going to play 100% of the snaps, and that's basically what he did down the stretch. He was a superstar, and he gave the Browns a true superstar at all three levels, which is something we have yes. not had. We've not had that second-level true superstar. We've had very good players, but I'm talking a true superstar. Now, you had Miles up front. You had JOK there, and then you got Denzel, MJ on the back end. Back end's pretty loaded and, with it, yeah. Yeah. Potentially yeah. Delpit, too, if it keeps going. Sure. Yeah. So you had – I just think – that was such an an awesome thing to see, and I I've always enjoyed very much talking with him, uh, with JOK. He's mm -hmm. very insightful, very introspective. It matters to him, and as I said, I think he became. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to realize what it means to be a professional, what you need to do to achieve all of your goals at this level. And yeah. I think for a guy like David Njoku, we've seen him mature and understand that and give to the team, which has then given so much back to him. And I think JOK did that exact same thing this year. And you saw a superstar. I mean, you saw a guy that has an opportunity to be one of the best players in the National Football League at that, at that position. There's no question. And, and he will be such a bright spot of this roster going forward. It wasn't just him, though. Sione Takitaki was awesome this year. Yep. Uh, Anthony Walker back and healthy. Uh, let's talk about Tak, who we've known from day one uh, walking into this organization. I remember doing the very first interview with him right here when he, was, when he came in for rookie minicamp, and we talked to him and enjoyed him. Every time he comes in, we enjoy him. He was sensational this season as well. He was, and he got to play more Mike Linebacker uh, this season again and did a great job with that. 68 tackles, three tackles for a loss, two sacks, three passes, defense, and an interception. And and for Sione Takitaki, you know, this is he's a in my mind, this is a glue guy. This is a this is a heart and soul. This is a a special teams ace, somebody that helps you in so many different phases of the game. And you know, Tak on the team this year, you know, third in tackles, seven starts in the fifteen games. You look at what he was able to do. It was a career high in sacks. It was a Sec, third most of his career in terms of tackles. He was just all over the place. Career high in passes, defense, career high in interceptions. So he had, he's even grown as he's played in the league. And he's a guy free agent. You definitely want to see him come back next year. Same with Anthony Walker Jr., who's, I think, again, 
a year removed from that injury, he'll be closer to full speed. But he's somebody that adds more to the overall picture than just what they do on the field. So on the roster for next year, JOK, Tony Fields, uh, Diabate, Thomas, and Johnson on futures, the last two. The free agents are AWOC, Sione Takitaki, Jordan Kunashik, Jacob Phillips. Gosh, remember him just because never be healthy. Can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. It's Unfortunately. no fault of his own, but yep. every time – you feel like there's some momentum. He just he just can't help it. And then Matthew Adams for you I think as well. if you can, JOK, Tony Fields, Diabate, and then if you can bring back, you know, Awok, Taki Taki, Matthew Adams, they would have to come back probably on, you know, minimum-ish deals. Mm-hmm. One-year deals, you do that. Maybe a draft a guy as well, you know, in the fourth, fifth round, try to find another player there. Um it's in, you're in an interesting spot because JOK is going into his fourth season. So you, he's going to, as a second-round pick, yep. no fifth-year option, he's going to have to get paid. Fields is going into, I want to say, his fourth season as well. Same as JOK. Or third season. He's going into third season. A year after JOK? I think he was in the same draft class So fourth JOK. season. Okay, that's yeah. what I had initially. Um, so he's somebody that – so that would put him on the last year of his contract. Diabate is one of the few guys that you have – you know, obviously, I'm for a couple of years as an as an undrafted, and then you have him as a restricted free agent. Same with Charlie Thomas, who they like a little bit. Yeah, so he's Fields going into his fourth year. You need to bring back some of these veterans or add somebody. You, it's there. It's it, this position's in a weird spot. JOK is going to be a mainstay. Fields, this might be his last year here. You know, or maybe he's somebody that you'd keep around. You know, the system. But you you need to bring back a talk, talking Adams for sure. And then I think you really want to bring Awok back because of he adds so much to this to this group. Such a great leader. Great leader. Great guy. Beloved. Yeah. This is as we're going through these, what and Kunashik's a great special team. He was hurt all year though. Oh yeah. As as you're going through these though, and you you think about the puzzle that Andrew Barry is trying to put together, mm-hmm. you know, he he's got to make all this money work. And that's the tricky part is where can you rob Peter to pay Paul a little bit with, with the numbers? Well, we're going to get a bunch of restructures, and I think you, you sent the quarterback. I think there's so much being made right now about Nick Chubb. Boy, so – I know I, that's what you were going to talk about earlier where you're like, oh, it's a dead period, so you're seeing a bunch of yeah, craziness. Just nonsense, yeah. It, it's. I got multiple texts on vacation be like, are we cutting Nick Chubb? I was like, <laughs> no. No, he's going to have to restructure – it's one of those things coming off the injury that he is, not knowing necessarily when he's going to be available. They've got to reduce that number. And Andrew Barry made it a point to say in his press conference that the Browns are going to do everything in their power to keep Nick Chubb a Cleveland Brown. Yeah. So th- they're going to hopefully be able to come to a mutual agreement that allows them to reduce his cap number in one of those moves you're going to have to make. You're probably going to have to reduce Amari's cap number. You're probably going to have to make, at some point in the next year, maybe even this year, you're going to have to make a tough decision on the offensive line. At some mm-hmm. point, you cannot keep all of these people. You cannot pay your center and two guards. You cannot pay. No. Right now, we're paying, paying, paying five people on the offensive line, likely a, one of which is not a starter because Dewan Jones is going to be a starter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, on my way out, I saw great Joel Batonio was on the uh, on our flight out to uh, Dallas, making his way back to California Way, where he uh, has a summer residence. SoCal, he's he's San, Diego. San Diegoish, yeah. yeah, San Diego, San Diego. Um, he was on the flight that way, yeah. Through oh oh oh, Through from Dallas. here to Dallas, here to you Dallas. Were there. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. 
Very nice. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, it's and yeah, he was he, he's excited. Like uh, Andy Dickerson, obviously, like yeah. everybody said about Callahan, but um, there are going to have to be some decisions made on that offensive line just because it's not sustainable to pay. The th- certainly not all three on the interior of an offensive line. It's just not a sustainable no, thing. No, And to your point, like you're going to have to pay JOK, and he deserves to be you're paid. You're going to have to pay JOK. And you have to. So, like, there are going to be guys that you have to sort out and make whole, and things are going to fall off because of that. And so Part you of- need these guys you drafted in the third, fourth round at some of these other positions to elevate. Yes. And be starters and be contributors. Well, and and. Fortunately, what Andrew Barry's done very well is he's gotten a first-round performance out of every draft in which he has not had a first-round pick. Yeah. You know, whether it be DeWand, whether it be MJ Emerson, you've gotten that. But there are there are something – you like that thing? Where did we get this? I found that. It's great. Isn't it great? I love it. It was in one of our drawers. Look at this guy. Scarlet. Young Scarlet. Yeah. Sauntering. It's not, well, he's not sleeping much. Why? Second child recently. Oh! He's found out, and he's, young he's found out the math. Yeah, that two is so much more than double. Three is, three is another world. I thought one to two was manageable. Two to three was. That's how you get a bootsy. The bold. The bold how was board. he on vacation? The king. I mean, you should have sent him over to Uncle Baby Billy. He would have been perfect to go over to him. Yeah. yeah. He could have done it. Just been like. Yeah. His. Come on now. <laughs> he would have done it. Absolutely. You trying to do Uncle Baby Billy? The the amount of uh, little m- small muffins and little fruit plates that he raided at the spa. The, the amount of uh, like in the golf houses, they would have like jars with like oh, yeah. a quick pack of Oreos or a Nutter Butter. Those were raided constantly. The, the thing that he was really pulling this trip, which I've never seen him do this tactic before, was during dinner, which he's not a fan of dinner because he doesn't like a formal meal. He likes a snack all day and not a meal. So, like, what, he's, what his move now is, what he was pulling on the trip was he would act like he was tired at dinner, like to the point of almost asleep, so that he could go and, like, or so that, like, we could all kind of hurry so that we could, like, go home or whatever. Oh, he was trying to... So like, you up speed it up, meal. speed up the meal I'm here. I'm tired. I need to I'm go. tired. And then would oftentimes from his, from his grandmother or his mother get, oh, the time change. He just hasn't adjusted. I'm just going, this is nonsense. I just know He's it's just nonsense. playing you like a fiddle. I could just watch you be like this. And I'm going, so then we would get home right to the theater room, Ratatouille, full zest, full zest watches the whole movie, Not finished, the, finished all of Ocean's Eleven. Like watched all of that, all of it, no big deal whatsoever. And meanwhile, gummy bears and popcorn and all this stuff when he gets back to the home front. So the last night. Did you tell him you were on to him? Oh, I'd been observing it. And so the last night I, I said, I'm sitting by him. So the night when we saw baby Billy, he's sitting next to me and I'm watching. I see what he's he's going for it again. Yeah, why not? So it's I just been undefeated. I just went into his ear and I just said, just so you know, I know what you're doing. And you're going to eat all of that. And he looked at me and he goes, like, he just kind of looked at me like he was caught. And then he calmly got up, walked over to his mom, whispered in her ear. And, and, and then I looked at him and, go, and I looked at him and I just mouthed to him, you're eating all of it. All of it. And he came back over defeated and began to eat. Uh, so he was going to go try. He was going to try, he was to, circumvent try to circumvent you, me. Even which would have worked. Well, of course, because there's family everywhere. I'm not going to make a scene in a nice restaurant, you know. But I just mouthed, you're going to eat. 
and then he had to. But that was his act. That was his big play, and it worked for four days. I love him. Yeah. Oh, I it's a scene, man. By the, the way, scene. by the way, the other and one other thing, he he goes, he was tired of all the golf, so he convinced them to he convinced my sister in law and my mother in law to take him to Dave and Buster's. So he went to Dave and Buster's by himself and just played like claw machine for an hour and a half. Did he catch anything? Of course, after a thousand dollars, I'm sure. Say, it's not of easy. just zit, 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 zit. Yeah, he said, "I'm tired of golf. I'm tired of golf. I want to go to Dave. I want to go to Dave and Buster's." So he went to Dave and Buster's. That's by the way, worked. Gibbe on the way back, I ran into uh, some fans of yours at the uh, at the Phoenix Airport. Oh, let's go. Yes, the Carroll brothers. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> They were uh, out I there. I won them in the divorce. Yeah, that's what. They, it, yeah. They're great human that was, beings. That was noted. That was noted. They uh, they were out there on a, a golf trip. They're big CBD fans, so shout out to the Carroll brothers and their whole crew. They go out there, eight guys, and they went and they did the Scottsdale North. They did kind of what I did last year: Troon, Greyhawk. Yeah. They they thought they, they are Troon. they are all exceptionally good. That's cool. Yeah, they look yeah. like legit. Bobby Mick. Legit. Forgetting the younger one. He's like one of the all time leading scorers of Baldwin Wallace and Hoops. Oh, really? really? He's, no, they look legit. They look he's like a athletes. baller. They knew what they were doing. Shoot. Oh, this is going to kill me. You know those Footjoy hoodies I love? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I've only seen three colors. I've seen gray, that bl- weird blue that I have, and yep. black. Yeah. He had like a like an electric blue with black, with these and black. Oh, boy. Oh, that's nice. It's like, where's that from? Where did, where did you scoop that sucker up? It's like, come on now. Come on now. I need to get my hands on that. Well, uh, elixir. we'll go around what we missed in the sports world this week. Coming up next, you're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey there, friends. Bo here for my friends at James B. Beam Distilling Company. Nothing goes better than Knob Creek bourbon and a perfectly prepared steak. Knob Creek offering a $20 rebate when you buy their bourbon plus a steak. Now, you can do this together or separately. It doesn't matter to them. Just upload a picture of your receipts to KnobCreekSteakRebate.com, and they'll send you $20 straight to your Venmo account. Come on now. Say I get a steak. They're going to give me $20? They're going to give you $20 and the bourbon. That's the way it goes. Um, that offer is valid through April 30th. Must be 21 or older to participate. See full terms at KnobCreekSteakRebate.com. Knob Creek, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 5% alcohol by volume, 2024. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Claremont, Kentucky. Drink smart. And look at this. That deal's so good, you way, might say it's bonkers. Johnny Carroll. Johnny Carroll. Mick, Bob, Johnny. Look at this. The Carroll Brothers. From look the at official this, teaching huh? pro. Totally what a my bad on that, Johnny. What an incredible gift. How about it? And I saw Gibbe, Gibbe saw Mr. Dixon at the uh, the Golf Expo. Absolutely. The details are unbelievable. Oh, baby. It's a little 16 for Joe. I love it. Gorgeous. Name on a little daily. Gorgeous, awesome. gorgeous, gorgeous. Dude, yeah. Fish teacher is a... He's not messing around. He's a legend. He's not messing The guy's unbelievable. No. Go to Lag Gibbe, Master. You, Get you your saw Lag Master. It. You saw it, didn't you? You saw him? Oh, yeah. On, uh... Mike's not on. It is on. He's just far away. Get closer. There. There he is. Gibby's got his. Love it. Love it. Give it. Give it. 
There you Fantastic. go. Fantastic. I could give a rock in the fifty would be unbelievable. Yeah. yeah no, Come on, man. The Admiral. Gorgeous. David Robinson. Yeah, gorgeous. Oh, Look at that. Darn right. Beautiful. This thing's great. This thing's very comfortable too. This is like a great fabric. It is a nice fabric. It's yeah. a lovely fabric. The fabric yeah. is fantastic. Um, yeah, no, got a chance to see him. Spent a little time with him, not a ton, but um, I, he was busy. Good moving merch. That's what you got to do, man. That's what I'm hoping, man. Uh, Yellowstone bought a couple hats. Nice. Yeah, he was yeah. looking good. I saw that. I saw that. He's got a new device where you have to stand on it to like balance. It keeps your, pretty good actually to keep your swing level the weight shift back and then through yeah yeah nice very good very good um all right here are, these are all of the things there's a lot going on this week in the sports world there's a lot going on um where do you want to start me sure i was gonna go real quickly a quick shack story do it because he inspired me and yep. i know that he was he got a little oster tag back in the day right Gibbe? yep what was that i'm sorry I said you used to get a little Oster tag back in the day. Oh, my buddies. Yeah, yeah my buddies yeah. call me Oster. So Oster tags I'm, featured I'm, in the Shack documentary. Yeah. So I had forgotten that the first few years he went to LA, they lost in the Western Conference Finals three straight years. Then they win three straight NBA titles, mm-hmm. and one of them they only lose one game in the entirety of the playoffs, which was Game One of the Finals against, <laughs> against the Philly. Sixers. Yep. When Iverson stepped over Tyron Lue, yeah, that's exactly right. And Phil Jackson goes in the locker room. You could hear they could hear the Sixers. He goes, "Listen to them. They're celebrating like they won the championship." Mm-hmm. He goes, "This is because you idiots slacked off. Cause they had two weeks off because they swept yep. every round." He's like, "Don't let this happen again. They did not lose another game." No, they they don't get credit for that team might be for how dominant they yeah. were in that stretch. Um, be, in large part because the teams they played in the finals were weak. Were weak. So it was the it was the Pacers. It was the uh, Nets. Pacers, Nets, Nets with Jason Kidd and Carter, and, and then the Sixers. It's funny, though, because nobody does that same exercise around the Jordan Bulls. Nobody talks about the fact that he beat weak teams in the finals, and they did. They, those teams, there were no juggernaut teams in the 90s that they were beating to get to the finals. I mean, those Knicks teams weren't superior. They weren't some great teams in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Heat. Those Pacers the Pacers teams, teams right? were fine, but they weren't, those, they weren't the 86 Celtics. Um, and then the teams he played in the finals, it was a washed-up Lakers team. The Blazers team was probably the best. Blazers they took him to good. six. Yep. Um, they they beat them twice, didn't they? And then they beat the Sonics with Peyton and Kemp, which was pretty good. And then they beat Utah kind of on the last legs of Malone and Stockton. But it wasn't – like Malone and Stockton didn't go another five years after that. Right. And nobody ever talks about it. Right. But everyone always holds it against that Lakers group. I don't know. I, I, they are very good. Yeah. You had, like, yeah. great championship role players, right? Like Derek Fisher – Mm-hmm. Rick Fox, Robert Ory. Yeah. They brought in Horace Grant, right? They did. Yeah. Glenn Rice. And then eventually Rodman played a little bit there. He wasn't very effective. But Glenn they, Rice. Glenn Rice was incredible. They got Glenn Rice in that was in the Eddie I think it was an Eddie Jones trade for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, no, they had Malone they play. and GP tried to well, come and, and they could, they they never got one, right? No, but that's that story, they came they got swept by the Pistons that year, but everybody got hurt. Yeah. In the finals. Like Shaq was hurt. Malone was hurt. Um, I, I think it was just like Kobe. So Everyone was banged up. The Oster tag swept. part of it was they got beaten by the Jazz in, I think, the in the Western Conference Finals. They lost to the Jazz. They lost to a Rockets team that had, like, Hakeem and yeah. just all pro. Like, everywhere you looked, it was like a classic pro who had, they'd all kind of gotten together and they just yeah. played. Like, Detlef Schrempf, I think, was maybe on that team at, by the end of his career. Could have been, yeah. There's a lot of good Barkley players. probably was on the Rockets. Yeah. At that time, he yeah. would have been, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. 
Um, he got in a great fight with Barkley at one he point did. in his career. Yes. Like an epic brawl. Epic brawl, yeah. So, Oster today had lost to the Jazz, and um, Oster Tag, I guess, was talking about like something in the media about how you know they were overrated and Shaq's kind of overrated like I could de-Shaq up or whatever. Um, and the first time that he saw Oster Tag again was a preseason game. Imagine going to a preseason game, and then he basically just like, Open hand slapped him and knocked him out <laughs> at a preseason game. That's enough. We're, I, I'm not going to take it anymore. Open hand slapped him yeah. and knocked him out in a preseason game. <laughs> he told that story. Another one when when uh, Phil Jackson got the job. Phil Jackson brought him out to his ran- his place in Montana mm-hmm. on a lake. Flathead lake. Yeah. yeah. And do you know what he asked him to do? Do you know the story? I don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is crazy. So the documentary is really cool. They have this kind of like animation that goes along with it while he's telling some of these stories. And he goes out, and Phil Jackson is is meeting with him, and he said he walked in, and in his foyer he had six championship trophies. Mm-hmm. And the way that he had set up, he had a sun, um, like a sunroof over it, or I don't even know what he called skylight it. Skylight Like or a something. skylight over it yeah. so that the light would shine directly in onto them and like illuminate them. It was like basketball heaven. Mm-hmm. So he's meeting with Phil, and – Phil tells him, he goes, like, I got one task for you. Shaq's like, okay, what is it? There is a felled tree, like a big old giant mm-hmm. piece of a tree. And he says, you got to get this tree onto that island. And so there's an island, I guess, in the middle of this yeah, lake. Yeah, there is, yeah. And so Shaq's like, okay. <laughs> Pushes it into the water, hops into the water, would push it, swim, push it, swim, takes it over there, does it. That's unbelievable. Does it. And Phil's like, all right, I'm in. Because Phil wouldn't take the job until he met Shaq. So that was like a test. Like, are you willing wow. to do whatever it takes to win? And he said, all right, now I'm in. And he goes, if you listen to me, yeah, you are going to win the MVP, the all-star MVP. We're going to win a championship, and you're going to be the finals MVP if you listen to me. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. That's what year. happened. Jeez. And then they won three in a row. Yeah, that first year with, with Phil was next level. That was the year they only lost once to Philly. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. awesome. So, it's so, great. Can you imagine did it. being at that lake and Shaq is Shaquille O'Neal? No. And his whole story, like going to Germany, getting cut, he got cut from his basketball team. Yeah. As like a sophomore, like to think about, there are coaches out there who have cut Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal from high school basketball. High teams, school basketball, and teams. they're probably they're probably in the ultimate starting five, both of them, right? Well. Yeah, I just don't know what you do with Shaq's a tough one. Like, what do you do with him? Like, he's, it's, he's the most. But like, the, he was going the like hard forty thing is and like, twenty through the finals. He was, yeah. The, his finals runs were unbelievable. When Dikembe Mutombo said, "I can guard him one on one," the paper, and then he dropped like sixty and twenty on him the next night. It was. It was. It, they look a little bit like when you look back on LeBron's finals when they're thirty eight, twelve, and fourteen. Like that's Shaq's finals runs. We're all like that. Yeah, with the Lakers. Yeah, they were. Um, He's just tricky because it's like there's Russell's in there and Wilt's in there and Kareem. Kareem's a six-time MVP. Kareem, and I love him to death. Yeah. He's not guarding Shaquille O'Neal. But that's the hard problem. It's why the generational thing's so hard. I mean, Kareem's taller. He's 7'2". He's more agile. Kembe Mutombo is considered one of the best defensive centers ever. Yeah, yeah. Period. Like, yeah, full very stop. good. Yeah. Nothing. And he did say on the thing, goes, I respected how much he, like, tried. Yeah. Because he's like, I beat him up. He did. He definitely beat him up. 
He absolutely beat He's him. like, but I respect how much he, he tried and, like, didn't back down. He's like, I liked Kim. But I don't know. I mean, you run out Shaq, LeBron, yeah. Jordan, Bird. Then you could throw another person out there. Who, it doesn't even matter. Magic? Well, Magic could be the point guard. Yeah. I think, I mean, they're both, obviously, they're both in the, they're in the rotation. And, and that's the way, by the way, you're listening to ESPN 850 WKNR Cleveland, a good karma oh, brand big station. Big. Um, big, big. It's, it's, I think it's probably, it's probably Magic, Michael, LeBron, LeBron. Bird at the four. You got to have a shooter. Well, yeah, are we making it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I feel like it probably is Bird, and then it's probably Bird, and then it's – it probably would be Russell or Kareem would probably be the starting center, honestly. I don't know. After watching this, dude, I'm like – No, I know, but I, mean, I think it probably – I'm with you. I think it would have been – probably would have been. And then the bench is Kobe and Duncan and then you get Curry. that. Curry for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the top tens, there's been – there's going to be some new cats have been added to it for sure. Um, here are the other things. Here are the things that we missed. Yes. Uh, the golf. We were at Genesis at uh, Riviera, home of uh, home of LD. Tiger withdrew from the Genesis. Illness. Illness. Stomach bug. That's what we're told. And Jordan Spieth was disqualified for submitting a legal scorecard. Should this happen in today's day and no. age? When he can just, we can all just see what he had. Do you think he just mistakenly wrote it down? Yeah, clearly. Yeah. I. I it should just be automatic like they know every shot they hit they watch it it's all on yeah it shouldn't it should be it should just be this is your score you shot 72 right you don't here's how we know because it's on the score because we watched it we We watched watched it every single one of them yeah i just think that there should be something where you hand in your scorecard and you give it to them for a verification Mm -hmm. and then if there is a question you're not disqualified let's go watch that hole back because we have it on video yeah and then we'll come up with the proper answer. Yes. Fine. It's fine. Why disqualify him? I don't know. He's not trying to cheat. No. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, I think, um, that's, I think it's ridiculous. Do you I, think we'll see Tiger win another tournament? Or is it yes. past that? Really? Other than, like, one of his? I don't care. I'm, I'm back. I'm in. I want it. I do, too. I mean, I love the Sunday red, the Tiger leaping, all of it. It's a win. I just don't know. I don't know. I thought he was done, and then he won that Masters. I mean, he won the Masters in 19. That's five years ago. It's been five years, and yeah, a catastrophic tough. car accident in yes. between. Yes. Uh, I did have one of my – I really enjoyed watching the Genesis. Yeah. Matsuyama was outrageous. I think he birdied a nine under. It was one off the course record. Yeah. And relative to what everybody else did that day, he was like eight shots better than the field. He could get like that. He did that at Memorial one year when I was down there. He didn't miss. When he's when he's got it going, he can roll with anybody. He was eight shots back, or yeah. six shots back to start the day, six or eight, and one by three. Wow. Nuts. He just wouldn't stop. He yeah. was good. And I got to watch it in a pool with a tequila on an outdoor TV at this yes, place. Yes, you did. It was yes, you did. And you delightful. also got to experience, We all, I did it for the whole, like, how great it is to have be on that time time frame. It's unbelievable to have stuff done, like all the sports world done by nine o'clock your time. Yeah, it's pretty great, pretty great. Yeah, this. it's awesome. Um, here is uh, some some things a uh, little bit from our business. Vern Lundquist, my guy. He's been calling the Masters since 1983. This will be his last season 
uh, his last year covering the Masters, and he is responsible for so many of the iconic yes, of course. Uh, calls. Always at 16. Um, and so this will be it for Vern. He's my all-time favorite college football guy, other than Keith Jackson, uh, is Vern Lundquist. Um, this from <laughs> Praise Be to Jesus. Uh, Jack Collinsworth is out as the voice of Notre Dame on NBC. Dan Hicks back in to that job. So Jack Collinsworth is out. So it's one year, two years? Two years. It was brutal. He's doing college basketball now. That's brutal. It's brutal. It's Uno watches it. He's like, it's I tough. don't know how. Well, I mean, the Buckeyes play in there a lot, so I mean, I, I end up seeing it. I mean, it's yeah, it's really tough. Um, tough to We've watch. We've seen him off Sunday night. That's not going to happen. That's no. not going to happen anytime soon. I'm guessing the reason they put him into play-by-play is because he, because he didn't play in the league. He's never going to be able to replace his dad as a color analyst. So they're trying to get him to be able to do something else other than be like the side jockey on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure that's force what he it. wants. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's what his dad wants most especially. Sure. What's, what would you say? He just doesn't have a good – He just is, it just sounds like a frat kid calling a football game. That's what it sounds like. He's just like the I'd eagle. Like Rodney Harris. No, no eagle is quite prepared. Yes, and ready to go. Yes. and I would say the same is not true. Got it. On on this side of things, that's um, something you can control. You can't control your voice. You, can you can't control, control no your energy, your emotion, but you can control your preparation. Yeah, and you and just the professionalism with which you deliver for sure. You can't. Um, uh, this is pretty big from the college football world. Alabama Crimson Tide, the voice of the Crimson Tide, Eli Gold is out. After 35 years as the voice of Bama football, he's not pleased about it. Boy, he's not at all. Um, and and they shoved him out. So I had Feinbaum on this morning, and he said that that Eli had been had illness for a lot over the last couple of years, and the guy that's replacing him has done like Alabama baseball, Alabama basketball, and they just felt like it was time to transition over. So that's that's what that was about. But wow. he's not pleased with it. Uh, they said it's about health. He says he's fine, and that's the way that that goes. Feinbaum's didn't seem like it was a surprise down there. Like yeah. that they were. I think like, it's a surprise to, every, to no everybody. Else. It was like Saban protecting him as long as Saban was there. Saban could, could have been could have that clout, and now Saban's gone. And could could very well be. Yeah. Um, in the gaming world, EA Sports rolling out their uh, opt-in program for current college football players to play in the EA Sports College Football video game. First time since fourteen, the game will be made. Um, all athletes who opt in will receive six hundred bucks and a copy of a game. Um, completely expect that a number of some stars to sit out. The medium payout for use of a player in EA lawsuit was a thousand. Um, Why would you sit out? I don't think they're going to sit out. I think he's got that all wrong. I think most of the players will do it. There will be probably fifteen to twenty guys who will be, um, and I think they even said this in one of the stories, will be like ambassadors for the game. Like the biggest stars will be ambassadors, and they'll get more. But almost everyone's just going to sign up and do this. Why of course, you? they're going to do it because the kids want to be in the game. And you get your you're getting an you're getting the game, right, and you're, you're getting, getting the, yeah. Like I'm saying, like, be this isn't the only. It's like it's not the is, only income, right? No, and. So unless there's a wide coalition of players who skip it, I think you're safe yeah. to say that that'll all work out that way. Um, all right, we do have a Griff fact of the day. Hit it. Fact of the day, fact of the day, fact of the day. It's the Griff fact of the day. So good. It is Griff Day, and Griff wanted to highlight an athlete he believes is not getting recognition she deserves. Oh, for God's sakes. The ACC Swimming and Diving Championships were last night. UVA's Gretchen Walsh broke the NCAA record, the American record, and the U.S. Open record in the 50-yard freestyle with a time of 20.57 seconds. She now holds four of the top five fastest times in that event. 
She also swam a 19.95 second split in the 4x200 freestyle relay, making her the first woman to swim that distance in under 20 seconds. So is this like in the history of the world or the history of the ACC? The history of the NCAA. Okay. So the thing that confused me that I looked up, in the Olympics and the World Championships, they swim in meters. And yeah. in college, they swim in yards. So stupid. Yes, it's ridiculous. So I was stupid. I yeah. didn't run the 100-yard dash in, co- in college. No, I ran the 100-meter dash. Of course, yes. So this, it's the world record in the 50-meter freestyle is 23.61 seconds. So if... So what does this mean? Does it mean she's faster than the woman who did it or not? I don't, don't think know. that she is because we she's never know. swam at this distance before. But All she's right. the best college swimmer right, in the world. No more, no, more, no more college sports riff facts of the day. That's your one-off. It, 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 your facts got to be lined up. We can't have Uno doing math on the fact of the day. Even on your day, Griff. It's Griff Day. It is Griff Day. Come on. But I can't make sense of what this even means. I don't know if this is a thing or not a thing. I think it's a thing. I mean, she's the first. She's so woman at that distance, spin, she's the fastest in college in America. Yeah. So she would be in the Olympic trials and would swim it in meters and to see. She's already got 12 golds, world championships, world junior championships, junior pack pan. You're pan, reading that on there, though. That's not in the Griff fact of the day. No, I mean, this, I'm, trying, yeah, I'm trying to. You're buttressing the point, yeah. the fact of the day. In the 2023 World Championships in Fukuoka, you said it, baby. She got gold in the 400, uh, 4x100 medley, silver in the 4x100 freestyle, and bronze in the 50 butterfly. I mean, I'm not that impressed by that. There you go. And you were one time a champion of your own repute. Yeah, it came to right. the, in the water. Six and under. Yeah. Watch out for her name in the U.S. Olympic trials. I All want right, if good. she's if, if she want. goes on to win more than. 1.5 individual and 2.5 total gold medals at the Olympics. I will consider this fact of the day to be a great success. I like it. I like the standard you've set. When a medical mistake caused your injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Remember, it is a mailbag edition of the program. The CBD whip is coming up next. Those are Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Knicks anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Hey, Bo here for my team at Renew Home Exteriors. Now we're introducing new Ascend Composite Clad Siding, featuring a beautiful deep green look. 20 available colors. Keep that just-installed look for a lifetime with this low-maintenance siding. Plus, with Renew's price match guarantee, you can be assured you receive the best price for your exterior project, even after you buy it. Renew Home Exteriors, superior products and superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more on that. Time for the CBD whip. Howdy, boys. Hello. Just a couple light ones. It, it, this is this is the quiet week, as I said uh, earlier yes, this week. Yes, very much so. by myself. Great. <laughs> That's exactly what you needed when you are hosting by yourself. Oh, nice, nice quiet yeah, week. Just nothing going on. It all picks up next week. Combine. Hi. Then Combine goes into the week after a little bit, and then right into free agency. Uh, Justin Fields talking to the 33rd team in the St. Brown Brothers podcast. Uh, uh, Paulus, I uploaded that audio. If, do you have that? Yeah, give me one second. Okay, that's fine. So he also said, "Look, just tell me yeah, if well, you're going to trade me." Right? Soundbite, buddy. Okay, it's all in soundbite. Okay. Well, I didn't know this was a very specific point that it was making. Yeah. So I yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people. Why do people take social media so seriously? <laughs> <laughs> but like, why you why you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Mm. Like, I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You know? That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears this morning now that you unfollow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields. to the drive Taylor. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. So I, I always think it's funny when somebody says, um, I, you know, why do people take this so seriously and then go in to explain that basically his life is dictated by, by his timeline. Yeah. So maybe you're the one taking it so seriously if you're that worried about it. And obviously you did it on purpose. Uh, thank you. If you unfollowed them, you did it to get a reaction of course. for unfollowing them and reaction gotten. I thought the most amazing thing in that whole in that uh, that interview, though, and by the way, the rest of the podcast is brutal, brutal. Yeah, brutal. You had to listen to it. It's bad. But he did say, which is something, this is to my point where, like, I don't know if he realized that it was being recorded because he talks, like, adamantly about the Falcons and how he loves their roster. He'd love to go home, but he'd have to get all of the, like, can an NFL player under contract with an NFL team basically court another team to trade for him? Because that's kind of what he did. And then he goes, they actually need another receiver. Like, he did not come off well here. I don't think in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. But no. and maybe he wanted to come off like get me out of Chicago. Maybe he wants. But to then leave he Chicago. said, "No, he said I want. I want to say I love Chicago. I love the fans. I love all of it. I don't want to go anywhere." Can't all be true. Can't all be true. Yeah, but he absolutely like says Atlanta. He mentions their roster. Mentions Pitts. He mentions London. He mentions yep. Bijan. All of them. Yep. I, I'm sure the guy. The guy's tired of getting yanked around. Every Here's, day he's got to hear about this, and even like people that. Are probably in a circle are like, what are you hearing? Where are you going? What's sure. going on? Two weeks, like free agency. Here's the other problem, though, with it. And he is an all-time favorite Buckeye for me for the fact that he fought for the season and was magical in the two years that he was there. Had one of the great performances I've ever seen in the semifinal against Clemson in 2020 when they only played five games that season. But 
What do you pay him? And I understand that the the Bears have put him in the worst possible position for success, but we haven't seen enough of him if you traded for to him justify like now, how would you decide what to pay him? If you trade for him now. Yeah. So you would have he's been three years? Twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, yeah. Three yeah, so years. you'd get this year or fifth you'd have two years to figure two out. Two years to figure out what he is. Yeah. 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 So that but then what do you give up? It sounds like it's gonna be two twos, is what it seems like. If you believe in him, sure. Yeah. It's a great deal. Yeah. Uh, up next, guys, from ESPN's Matt Bowen. He ranked the top 50 free agents in the NFL. Again, we're a few weeks out from free agency. His top five, one defensive tackle, Chris Jones, Kansas City. Number two, edge rusher, Josh Allen from Jacksonville. Number three, Kirk Cousins from Minnesota. Uh, defensive tackle, Justin Matabike from Baltimore, number four. Number five, defensive tackle, Christian Watkins. Brian Burns from Carolina, the defensive end, was sixth. Wide receiver T. T Higgins was seven. Um, and, and Mike Evans was like 10, I believe, on this list. How many of these guys actually see free agency from the ones I just named? How many actually get tagged? The free agency tag could start being applied on Tuesday, two days ago. I feel like Cousins would be a free agent, right? I think he's going to be a free agent. I think Chris Jones is going to stay. I think Josh Allen they have to keep. Yeah. Um, Matabike is interesting. Third round pick back in 2020. He was picked about probably 15, 20 picks before Jordan Elliott. He's turned out to at a monster season. Christian Wilkins. I don't know if you'll tag those guys. I'm amazed that there was reports I saw that from, um, I think Josina said that Brian Burns is not going to get tagged and they are not even close to his contract demands. Hmm. He's good. Yeah, very I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some big names, but yeah. the, the problem is the cap number. I feel like no one is near. There are some teams sure. that have good cap space. The majority do not. No, we all know you can manipulate the cap, but uh, I think people are a little hesitant because the cap tags are so big on some of these positions. Cincinnati's going to tag and then trade. Him. I would assume that's what will happen there. I'm yeah. Sure. Uh, off to number three, Derrick Henry set to hit free agency this offseason. We have odds for his new team this offseason. Ravens, Cowboys, Eagles, Texans, Dolphins are the top teams. Which of the five are the best fit for Henry? Where would you like to see him end up? I would like to not see him in Baltimore. I can assure you of that. Yeah, I think the best fit for him would be Baltimore. Or, I mean, Baltimore is the place to me that feels like it fits for everybody. Baltimore, or Dallas. I mean, Dallas feels like the fit for like that. Seems like a very Dallas thing to do. The Ravens supposedly had a trade done for him that was yeah. vetoed by the owner. So there's obviously interest. Sure. And obviously he was okay with it. Dolphins don't make any sense to me because None. he's not what that offense needs. And by the way, Mostert and Achan are doing just fine. Yeah, they're not going to so do that. They're no. cross Texans them aren't going to do it either. Texans, I could, but so it sounded like there was maybe I missed this, but wasn't like Saquon Barkley trying to angle for the Texans? That makes more sense. You want a guy who that can, would fit that would fit more yeah. what they're trying to well, do. Well, they were good with Singletary. I mean, right. Sometimes when you're just a good offense, you can guys seem to run. The Ravens or Cowboys make the sense make sense to me. I don't understand the Dolphins being on there. I really don't understand the Eagles. Like DeAndre Swift was very good. They like to go with a committee anyway. Yeah, they're not going to. The Cowboys, because of Tony Pollard's disappointment, makes sense to me. They don't really have that guy. No. The Ravens. The Ravens have won without a, a running back. I mean, it's it's been by committee. I mean, Dobbins be, has gotten hurt every year. Yeah. 
I just think it would be from if he could if he's seventy percent of what he once was, like him standing beside Lamar and a shotgun would be oh that's not fun to deal with. It's not, but what I would say is as a Browns fan, I actually would be okay with that. And here's my thinking with it. The issues that the Ravens face and the style of football that they are most comfortable playing, that wouldn't address that. No. Like Derrick Henry's only helping you in a positive script game anyway. Correct. And they're pretty good in positive they're script games there. without yeah. him. He doesn't help you in a negative script game. So I, I if they were going to spend money on Derrick Henry, they would be, I think, better served spending it on a real receiver to go with Zay Flowers. So you'd have Zay Flowers, another real receiver, Andrews, and hope that, you know, Bateman can stay healthy or maybe you get a little bit out of Odell. Yeah. Odell's probably a free agent, though, right? Wasn't that a one-year, $15 million deal? Yeah, I think he What was. an unbelievable, good for him that he got that, that payday. Did I miss? He's uh, he's with Kardashian now, right? Say what? what? Pretty sure. Yep, with Kim. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Paulus is on it. Yeah, he's with Kim Kardashian. Odell is. Didn't... Okay. Yeah. No, he had the baby with lo- yeah. the one who was here. Right. Like, yeah. at the beginning of probably, the season, Probably right? like a year old, I would say, maybe the kid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. Didn't have that on the bingo card today. Yeah, there you go, boys. Uh, from Kevin Patrick at NFL.com on what the Browns could do to bolster their wide receiver room. They went through every team and talked about their wide receivers, who's back. and uh, The Browns might not be in great cap shape. He did say, he goes, Browns don't – they've got a good wide receiver room, a better wide receiver room than people think. The Browns might not be in great cap shape, but putting feelers out on Gabe Davis or Marquise Brown fits the need. GM Andrew Berry could also see what sort of cost it would take to pry the likes of Cortland Sutton away from Denver. Thing or not a thing with any of these three options. You mentioned Davis a couple think, weeks ago. I think they're all things. Hollywood Brown can straight up fly. He gives you that. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis can fly, and Cortland Sutton's a big vertical target who has been very successful in the in the NFL. I think all of them make sense. Cortland Sutton was rumored to be traded, you know, for a couple of years now. Sutton's been a he's a one time pro bowler. Last year, he had 59, 772, 13 yards a catch, career 14 yards a catch. He had 10 touchdowns last year, um, and he's big. He's 6'4". I like Cortland Sutton. I, I think all of those guys are good. Hollywood Brown, what he doesn't give you is kind of a, a different body type. Yeah, we have that. He's like a younger and obviously more productive in his career, you know, Hollywood Brown. Mar- Mar- Marquise uh, Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin, yes. And that's today's CBD Did you guys whip. happen to hear uh, Palazzolo, who we, we like Palazzolo a yeah. lot. We've had him on. He, he, was on. he was on the podcast with Munson talking about how the Browns may have to cut, how we may have to cut Chief. Did you see this? I, no. I, I didn't what? know where that came from this no, morning. No, it was on but... their podcast. Like they, were, they were like, well, they may – I'm like, you guys are too smart for that. Not going to happen. <laughs> like, we're too smart for that. So I was – Hold yeah. on. What did – he said Chief? Yeah. Yeah, Nachoku had a great season, but he might be a cap casualty. No, he's not. No. What? That's, in fact, not true no. in any way, shape, or so, form. Chief, I'm just looking at it. I was one. I saw stuff. So, yeah, that's what I was talking about. You cut like, him. Where is this coming from? It, it, here's why it doesn't even make sense. If you cut him pre-June 1st, it's a 
19 million of dead money and there's no cap savings whatsoever. Negative 9 million, it costs you an extra 9 million dollars against the cap. So you're not going to do that. If you cut them post June for the post June 1st designation, it would have seven and a half million of dead money and save you a whole whopping two million dollars. Like yeah. it's not going to happen. What? It's no. The, they need weapons. The numbers that are big, <laughs> the numbers where you maybe try to restructure, you have room. The biggest cap savings that you can get on this roster currently are Amari is at twenty million. Uh, Chubb is at twelve million. Batonio is eight million. Wyatt Teller is seven million. That's it. That's those are the big ticket items there. Jordan Akins would be two million. That might there are a bunch of guys around uh various guys at one million, but that that's gonna be that's gonna be it there. Yeah. That it was kind of strange to see it. It makes no sense at all. No, none. Uh we're mailbagging. Yeah. We'll we're mailbagging coming up next. Yep. Before we do that, be part of one of the most passionate fan base in the NFL. Join Next Gen STM presented by Ticketmaster, the official wait list of your Cleveland Browns being a next gen STM. Best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons. Visit Clevelandbrowns.com slash next gen STM to reserve your spot today. The mailbag coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Miss Billy Joel, Rod Stewart, together for the first time ever, Friday, September 13th, Cleveland Brown Stadium. Tickets are on sale now. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash Billy and Rod 2024 for more information. Billy and Rod. It's Billy Joel and Rod Stewart together for one night only. Time for a little mailbag Thursday presented by the Cross Country Mortgage Company, official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns when it comes to financing. They're always going to get you home. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS 30 Two niner. I've got one quickly here. Go ahead. This comes to us from UBB on oh, Twitter. He says, "Come on now, how about Billy Joel and Uncle Baby Billy? One night only, the Billies." <laughs> <laughs> Through caution of the wind. Through caution of the wind. The caution of the wind tour. <laughs> I would go. I would. I would go see that show. I think I'd see Baby Billy do about anything. Uncle Baby Billy do about anything. I'm a star now. He was. <laughs> Get his clogging shoes on. Who's stopping him? <laughs> His, who creates that? Like Danny McBride has that know. in his ether. It's it's got to come up. Be. So he comes up with Uncle Baby Billy and Powers, it's incredible, and Stevie Janowski. Inc- That's a lot going on. So Uncle Baby Billy is reading. I did a lot of reading after because I really enjoyed that third season so much. Yeah. The reason he wasn't on as much as they would have wanted is he was doing. He had another project. And he so did. He couldn't. He couldn't be. He there. was fronting like a CBS television show, like for the network. Yeah, so like he couldn't. He he's, but it was unbelievable. He's like, because they did vice principals together, him and McBride, I, which that would got that was really too dark. Yeah, too dark. Way too dark. Yeah, 
we need to do in the off off season. Yeah. Like the best secondary characters of all time. Oh, I like this. The key to that is going to be how do we define a secondary character? Not the lead. Or the co-lead. Not or right. Like So for example, like Kramer can't, is not a secondary character, he's a lead. They have four leads in Seinfeld. That's fair. So I'll, I'll you got to like Frank Costanza would be like, you know, like I don't know if like, in this by now with Curb, I feel like Leon is a lead. No, Larry. He's in on. Then fine, I'll take the Funk Man. But no, Larry. Leon is us. Leon, Buddy Garrity. Those are side characters. Now maybe they have to be. They've taken on bigger roles. They're so good at being side characters. Yeah. But they're still. That's the still. Intent, yeah. 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 We'll have to. I think that's be part of it's the intent. All right. I'm for it. Go ahead, Gibbon. A little news out of the the Natty. In northern Kentucky, uh, new field turf in being installed at Paycor Stadium for 2024. So they were the only – they were to be the only stadium in the league that didn't have the new version of field turf. They were they were like the last holdouts with the stuff that wasn't good. Yeah, the selection comes after a thorough review process that considered the major players in the artificial turf industry collaboration with the NFL and its testing requirements and stadium and football experts. Hamilton County commissioners approved the project at today's commission meeting as part of stadium improvements funding that was approved in the winter. Look, you can grow grass in northern Kentucky. Grow some grass. I agree. Why? Come on. Like, this is the National Football League. If you, yeah. can, if you can have a field with grass, then it should be. Right. Right. Real Madrid has grass. They play have a dome. Well, there's a the grass is called Kentucky bluegrass. I mean, I feel like that's pretty much right there. there. I don't know if you want to play on Kentucky bluegrass, but yes. Isn't that what the Browns play on? Or Maybe. is it a modern version of Kentucky bluegrass? Could be. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know though. I hope you're right. Maybe. Uh, you can tweet your questions to us at Browns underscore daily. Alan uh, Frained, are you expecting extensions for Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski this offseason? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. They'll join us from Combine Radio Row next week. Uh, Greister, regarding the Griff fact, it's hard to stretch existing pools to switch from yards to meters. It's not like painting new lines on a track. So every college pool was is made for yards? That's what it always was like in high school swimming. There was always yards. Really? Meters is when you get to like international competitions. Huh. Seems so weird to me that yeah, they wouldn't pool. just make it's them f- all. I understand it. The, t- the space is finite. Fine. <laughs> I just think it's odd to me that they wouldn't have just made them all the same. Why wouldn't you just made them all like every track? It's like in America we use miles. Over there they use kilometers. Come on now. Come on. It's the metric the, system. We don't have the metric system. The metric system's international. I guess. H. Schneider on our linebacker review. Love you guys, but feel we need to draft a tackling machine type of linebacker. What? He wants to draft a tackling machine type of a linebacker? Yes. I mean, you've got JOK as a tackling machine, and you, you know, I think you're going to try to piecemeal together some a Mike linebacker. My guess is they would want to get a good Mike linebacker on a on a young deal, but that feels like from an Andrew Barry draft, a third, fourth round pick that they hope develops, much like Sione Takitaki did. Um, I, I could see them. 
they've got to figure that out. The Mike linebacker position has got to be figured out because you're going to have JOK is going to play that will that he plays. Um, you know, we don't play a ton of base, but Tony Fields could be your Sam if you needed to. But, you, yeah, you're going to need need a Mike linebacker in there. Agreed. Uh, let's see. I'm looking through some stuff. Kind of a slow day, even for questions. Bobby, where are you? Hey, Bobby. Uh, let's see. All right. Would you rather stay in a hotel or an Airbnb? I, just I asked the girl total, this last totally week. Totally depends Bishop. on your experience, yes. or what you're looking for, and they're t- they're two entirely different experiences. Uh, one thing that I think is really cool about the Airbnb experience now, but I've had people have had bad experience with those too, is the rates on hotels have gotten so out of whack that what used to be you would look at a price and say, oh, that's a Four Seasons or a Ritz is now a Marriott or a Weston. And a Four Seasons or a Ritz is now... So that's the that's the thing that's crazy, is how out of whack all of that's gotten. Um, and then I just think it depends on what you're looking for. I think, like, we our vacation, staying even in, you know, the nicest hotel would not have been as good as it was staying in the Airbnb that we stayed in. Yeah. Because we had that unbelievable outdoor living space. Yeah. We had our own pool. We had our privacy. We had, and you had a nice kitchen. We cooked one, like one night we actually stayed in and I made yeah. steaks. It's a totally uh, different experience. And I, I loved it. I loved it. I'd, like if we were in a hotel, you're at the hotel pool all day or mm-hmm. you're in your room. Yeah. We had kind of the best of everything. And yeah. it was significantly cheaper than just a small little studio room would have been at a decent hotel. Correct. I say always check it out. That's what I would say. Absolutely. I, I think you'd be surprised. Like, let's just use $500 a night as a as a launching point. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to be able to get at a hotel for right now. Not any place that desirable. Used to be that used to be big. Elite. Yeah, used to. Yeah. So right. you can't, But you're going to be able to get a nice Airbnb right where you want mm-hmm. or a VRBO, <laughs> whatever, you know, whichever ones you like to look at. Um, yeah. I, I was very pleased with how ours, ours turned out. Like I would go back to that place. We were between two places, and we chose, we ended up with this one. The other one we actually got like bought right out from under us. Like, yeah. The night we were sleeping on it to make the decision, and uh, so our decision was made for us. But like I would have no problem going back to this place every time we went there. That's awesome. Uh, which is your favorite restaurant for date night with your wife? In the world or in Cleveland? In Cleveland. <sighs> I love JoJo's by us in Chagrin Falls. Um, Luca, love Luca. I mean, for us, we would. I like uh, downtown one forty. Downtown one forty is great. I like that, and I like uh, Ken Stewart. I like the lodge, Ken Stewart Lodge. I like going out there. The lodge and ensconced in the wood. Yeah, really, I wood. like that joint. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like that. Nick asked, my fiance and I are getting married in September. I need a good honey. First of all, why are you getting married in September, Nick? Don't. That's such Rule a tough time, one. buddy. Yeah. Um. Uh, I need a good honeymoon spot. Where do you gents recommend and give a happy belated to the shot queen? When was the shot queen's birthday? Yesterday. Oh, my God. The shot queen's birthday was yesterday? Yep. Oh, happy man. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's fantastic. Yes, sir. Um, with honeymoon, you have to de- – here's the deal. you got to decide what type of honeymoon you want. Are you beaching? Are you exploring? Are you trying to do both? you going on a history lesson? Do you want to go to a city? Do you want to – just depends on what you and, and, the, and the bride want to do. I mean, I there's know there's a bunch of awesome places. Yeah, 
Croatia's amazing because you can beach, you can you can do anything you want there. Food's great. I loved it. Obviously, it speaks to me in my homeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought I couldn't recommend Croatia enough. I think you can do one of the you know crazy islands, get in like the BVI, get in or go out. The Caribbean's even. great. Bora, I mean, there's great. Bora. Give me a good resort, resort to Bora Bora. It was awesome. But there's great stuff. Spot. You like the you like the one spot shops. Uh, I, I don't. I don't either. Um, but the like where you just were, where I was, there's all these, there's all sorts of cool places. Just depend. The most important thing is to decide what works for you. Yes. You know. Yes. Like what is what's, what 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 is, what is your definition of what are your perfect yeah few days look like? Right. Because if you wanted, week. if you maybe, some people just want to put feet in the sand and chill out and have cocktails. Yeah. And how eat soon well. are you going after the wedding? <laughs> like, is it something yeah. that's happening right away, or it, you want to check, make sure the weather's great exactly. where you're going? That's a part of it as well. Are you trying to do stuff, or are you trying to be like Bloody Mary, and then we're going for the rest of the day? That's right. That's what they got to sort out. Yeah. Uh, one final note There's here. There's no right answer to that. No, it's whatever is right for your union. Yep. One final <laughs> note. Union. Fifteen. This is from Chris. Fifteen NFL stadiums have natural grass, including the Cleveland Browns, which uses Kentucky bluegrass. Good job out of Uno. I don't know why I doubt it. It's like betting <laughs> against Mahomes. It is. There you go. Uno's a reservoir of information. He is. He's a modern day Cliff Clavin, is what he is. Uh, he doesn't even probably get the reference, but he's a modern day Cliff Clavin. I, I do know who that is. Do you know who that oh, is? Cheers. Yes. But you're also sometimes the de- you're a little bit like my 12 year old. The little things will trip you up. That's so, also yeah, 100 percent nailed it. Yeah. And what I say to my 12 year old is the little things become big things. So that's that's details be the matter. Part. Details, details, details. You know. Uh, so much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. That flew by. Thank you to the official teaching pro. Yes, thank you. Lovely hoodies. Lagmaster. Get it. Lagmaster hoodies. Did you want to be good this summer at golf? Get Lagmaster. It helped us. You get the. So you can feel that drop. You got to feel that drop. Drop Drop of the drop. What did he say? The drop. What did uh, LD get? The drop. Vertical drop. Horizontal. Horizontal leg or uh, pull. Pull. Horizontal pull. Vertical drop. Vertical drop. Horizontal pull. Taking free lessons. Free lessons. Can't sit on the bench anymore at the driving range. I like how the way that all those people talk to a member. Yeah, like the <laughs> like no one at the, Riviera. The pro would never, never be talk, on his no, case like that. Ever, ever. Do whatever you want. Yeah, and attacking him in the locker room, coming at him. It's crazy. All right, uh, the next level's next. We are back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN, Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and eight fifty ESPN, Cleveland. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.